Peregimel Yeshlish Ol. Acharshit Bayratam Lama Nimzabi Zol Yoter Hayetzer Lachet. Remember, we talked about how the fact that the, that the Jewish people are at the highest level, closest to perfection, and whenever you get close to perfection, that's exactly when the Yetzer Harak comes in to try to undermine. And therefore, the greater the potential, the greater the, the, the vulnerability to the Yetzer Hara. Okay, and therefore, Yeshla takes Zara, Yotermi Okay, that it seems the Yetzer Hara, uh, uh, that Avodah Zara was the most prevalent Avera, certainly at the time of the base of Bate Mikdash, um, and at the time, uh, and, and we have to know why Avodah Zara was such an intense uh, Yetzer Hara, more than anything else. Ubeperik Chelek, Rav Ashi, this is a famous Gemara, and we're going to analyze this Gemara. Rav Ashi, Muke Ashlosha Melachim, he was giving a shear in Nach. And he got up to the three kings who were the uh, Rishoyim, Yeravam, Achav, and Menashe. Okay, and he, he, he stopped the shear, and he said, Omar, Amar, and he said, Lamachar, Niftach Bechavraya. Tomorrow we will open the shear Bechavraya. What's Chavraya? What's the root? Chaver. Chaver, our friends. He's calling, he's calling these kings, he's calling Yeravam, Achav, and Menashe. Our friends, okay. Also, Menashe itchazel bechalma. Also, Menashe. Menashe comes and appears to to um, uh, Ravashi in a dream. Chavrach vechavre davich karislan. You're calling us your friends and your father's friends. What an insult! We're not your friends. They're kings. Mehechi and I, now to show him how he's. Remember, a, a, there's a chaver and there's a talmud. Chaver is a chavrusa. A talmud is a student. So he says, "You think we're chavrusas? Mehecha boys lemishrei hamotzi. Where are you supposed to cut the bread when you make hamotzi? That's a mahalachik shaila." Amar le lo yadana. So Ravashi said, "I don't know." Amar le lemishrei hamotzi lo gmiras. You don't know the halacha about where you're supposed to open the bread for hamotzi. The Chavra Karislan, and you call us your Chavrusas? You call us your friends? Hear, hear what's going on here. I hope you guys hear the dialogue. Amar Lei, Gemara Miyav Gomer, so teach me. Please teach me. That's Ravashi is asking Menashe, please teach me. And tomorrow when I give a shear, I'll say over the halacha, and I'll say it over in your name. <coughs> and I'll say it over in your name. Okay? Joe, you want to give me some water? Everybody understand here the dialogue so far? Okay, Menashe is insulted. You're calling me a Chavrusa. You're such an Amaretz. You don't even know where you start a mozi from. And Ravashi says, okay, tomorrow, tell me, and I'll say it. He says, good. So, thank you. So, Amar Lei, the Mishra Amaretz, we live, okay, Amar Lei, Gemara, Mia Gomor, Lamacha Rishnala. Okay, thank you. Amar Lei, so he says to him, you cut the bread where the crust, you know, when you put bread, the, 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 um, the soft dough starts getting hard in certain places first, okay? Wherever it starts, the cream is the, is the, is the, is the, the topping, wherever it starts getting hard. Omar Lay, okay? Again, this is, we're not going to go into all of this, we're going to skip a lot of the background of this, but Omar Lay, so Ravashi says to um, uh, Menashe, me, um, me'achar de chakim. This is a key line. 
Me'achar dechakimat kule hai. I see you're so knowledgeable. My time a kapokule avodazara. You're such smart guys. Why did you, were you Oved Avodazar? Remember, Menashe was the king who was Oved Avodazar. Well, you're so smart. Like, you know, only stupid people worship Avodazar. You, you, why, why did you? You're so smart. Omar Lehi, Menashe answers back to him. E Havis Hasam, if you would have been there, Havis Nikita Bishipule Glima Bishinech, Havi Nikita, you would have grabbed Bishipule Glima. Glima is your coat, your cloak. The edges of your cloak, with your teeth, the rahatat abatrai, and you would have run after the avodazar. So again, we'll have to see what what kind of an answer that is. If you would have been, he said, he's accusing a, a menashe of being not so not so smart, implying I'm smart. I would never do avodazara, but you guys are so smart. Why did you do avodazara? Because I I see you know more than me, and yet you did avodazara. I don't even know that, and I would never do avodazara. So Menashe says, you know what? If you were there, you would have picked up the edge of your cloak and run after the Avodazar. We'll see what the significance of that is. The next day when he gave the shear, so Ravashi said, I'm going to open with the words of my Rebbeah. Remember the day before he said, I'm going to end, uh, tomorrow we will have a shear. I'll tell you over, we'll, we'll start talking about my Chavrusas. But today he already called him his Rebbe. Okay, Adkan, that's the end of the Gemara. Okay. But Rotsa Lomar. Ki Ravashi Hayasover. Now, what's going on here? Ravashi Hayasover, meaning Ravashi's default was Ki that they were making a mistake. They were ignorant. They thought Avodazara has power. And because of their ignorance, they went after Avodazara, but they were really ignorant. They didn't think there's a Yetzir Hara, because what Yetzir Hara is there to run after Avodah Zara? Okay, and I, we, we always have a we always mention this when, when, when Rashi quotes the uh, why, why the Jewish people worshipped Avodah Zara. What Yetzir Hara is there to think that human beings come from monkeys? Is there a Yetzir Hara to think that? People are fighting to prove we come from monkeys. Where's the Yetzirah for that? What's the Yetzirah to run after Avodazara? Rock, so why were they doing it? They weren't so smart. There's no Yetzirah for Avodazara. They just were stupid. They made a mistake. They thought that this is the way the world was created, and really it was created, not created that way. The Heshiv Lo, and what did Menashe answer? <laughs> that wasn't why we were... We didn't run after Avodah Zarah because we were stupid. <laughs> we were very smart. Rock, so then why did we follow the Avodah Zarah? <laughs> there was a Yetzir Hara for Avodah Zarah. And it was our Yetzir Hara that, that pressured us into Avodah Zarah. Therefore, ve'ilu haya hu dor. And if you, Rav Ashi, would have been in that generation, haya ratzacharei, you would have run after the avodazara. The hari nakat b'shifule glima, and you would have picked up your cloak. What's the significance of that? So he says an important thing. Ki kasher person who's sinning, he's very knowledgeable. He knows the score. He knows the score. He knows he's about to do something wrong. The Yodea Shu He knows he's doing a sin. 
but my yetzer are, I'm just captured by my yetzer hara. So he's going to do something, and along the way he knows, this really isn't right, I just can't control my lust, I can't control my instinct. So in the back of his mind, what does he wish would happen? You're getting on, you're, you're standing at the bus stop to go do something you know is not right. In the back of your mind, what are you hoping? That something stops you. That the bus doesn't come. Because really, I don't want to do it. But my Yetzirah is driving me. So I wish something will get in the way to stop me from doing it. Right? A person who knows he's doing something wrong, but he can't control his Yetzirah, hopes that something will get into the way of him doing the Yetzirah. Okay, you're about to do something you shouldn't do on the computer. Way down deep, you hope that the computer crashes on you. Okay, so that you don't do the you don't do what you're not supposed to do. Aval hasachal, but a stupid person, a person who he's, he doesn't even think what he's doing is wrong. He, he's, he's, he's ignorant. So if he wants to do that avera and he doesn't realize he's doing anything wrong and something gets in the way, so what does he do? He tries harder. He doesn't realize the impact, the severity of what he's doing because he's not so smart. That's now, this is now we understand what Menashe is saying to, to, to Ravashi. If you would have been there, you, you're, you're not so smart. You didn't realize, you, you, were, you were in the throes of, you, you, were, you were stupid. You would have thought that it's okay to do Avodah Zarah. And therefore, if something got in your way to do Avodah Zarah, what would you have done? Well, your, your, your long coat is, is preventing you from running fast. And you want to run fast, so you would have picked up your coat. If something would have gotten in your way to do the Avodah Zarah, Meaning, you would have run after the Avodah Zarah. You're much stupider than our generation. We were very smart. And we ran after the Avodah Zarah. So you were stupid. You're not so smart. You for sure would have run after the Avodah Zarah. Okay, that's what he's saying to him. Alright? And it wasn't because we, were, we weren't smart. It's because the Yetzir Hara got us. So when the Yetzir Hara gets you and you're not smart... You don't think what you're doing is so wrong. So if something gets in the way, you want to get rid of it. That's what he's saying to him, that it was the Yetzir Hara, and you weren't very smart. So you would have gone even faster than us. Okay? You, Ravashi, aren't as smart as we were. They knew what they're doing is wrong, but they couldn't control themselves because of the Yetzir Hara. So they were hoping something will get in their way. What Nash is saying is, we knew what we're doing is wrong. We were smart guys. We knew what we're doing is wrong, but we couldn't stop ourselves because of the eights are hard. But if you would have been there, you wouldn't have even realized what you're doing is wrong because you're, you're not as smart as us. You would have picked up the edges of your cloak. So that nothing will stop you from getting to the Avodah Zarah. The Hayita Ratzachara Avera, Hu Ha'avodah Zarah. Mizeteda, Ki Chachamim Gedolim Hayu. So from here, says the Maral, we conclude that Menashe and his generation were very Chachamim. 
Rak Bishil Shaya Yitzram Moshal Bahim. But they, they had a, the Yitzar was just overpowering them. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to figure out what's the big Yetzir Hara for Avodah Zara. But, but that's what he's saying. It was a Yetzir Hara. Okay? The Yetzir Ladaktik. Sha'amar lo me'achar dechakim hai. Right? That since you're so smart, let's see if you could figure out... I'm sorry. <clears throat> Remember, Menasha asked him, where do we start cutting the bread for Amozi? And, and, and um, uh, Ravashi didn't know. Right? So... Uh, and then Menashe told him. What was Ravashi's response? Wow, you're so smart. How come you didn't have Odazar? Says the Mark, what's the big deal? Uh, oh, you need to be so smart to know where you start the Baruch of Avamotzi? What, it's such a big Chachma to know the Halacha of where you, where you start Amotzi? What's going Obviously, something's going on here. Okay, there's some 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 underlying message here. The nira, ki mipnei shayoravashi sover shahayu harishonim toim achar avodazara. What does it mean to make a mistake about avodazara? Meaning, you mistakenly think that the avodazara is the power instead of akodesh baruchu. Machmat shayu omrim. What would motivate somebody intellectually? Remember, if you're not smart, it means you're making an intellectual mistake. What would motivate somebody intellectually? To follow Avodazara. It's not possible that there's only one God. Because where did everything start from? We see a multiplicity of a world. How do we find conflicting forces? This is how we have to understand it. <clears throat> Remember last week we talked about how from the fire you only get heat. You can't have conflicting forces from one source. So if the world was created by one source, how can you have conflicting forces? So therefore, there must have been a multiplicity of creators in order to create multiple forces. Because if Now the Maral is going into the thoughts of philosophers. One can only produce one. When you have conflicting forces, how could a unity generate conflict? One is a unity. How does that create, generate conflicting forces? The fire can never produce cold. Fire is, is a one fire can only produce one result. So therefore the world cannot have one creator because I see multiple forces in the world, conflicting forces. So therefore there can't be one God, there must be multiple gods. Therefore the intellect brings us to Avodazar. <laughs> That's what Ravashi thought was going on. In other words, so their intellect dictated that there must be multiple sources because one can't produce these conflicting forces. Okay, now we're going to skip here um, a little bit and we're going to go to...
the Omer Ani. Let's see where that is. I'll find it here. It's, uh, it's you have where it says Omer, where is it? Second column. Yeah. Like seven lines down, all the way at the end, the right, last uh, two words. Right, Omer Ani, good. Excellent. You see, it's the end of the line. Right, two, four, six, seven lines down from the left column, the Omer Ani. Got it? Everybody see where we are? Which okay. Page? The same page, it's, well, it's the same page, just the left column, page, it's page Ted, Va, Ted Zion, left column, seven lines down. Okay. Again, he summarized here this idea of, avodaz, of a multiple creators. The minute you say that there's no way that God can create the world, from with, with one thing because if there's multiplicity there has to be multiple and therefore the only thing God could create is one thing so there has to be some some intermediaries and there can't be a world created by God and really what we're alluding to here is that it's God is constantly involved in, in, in maintaining the world if the way God created the world is that God had created the world through intermediaries. You know, he's, he's challenging the idea that God can't create the world as it is, but he had to create some intermediaries, and then the intermediaries are the ones that created the world. Because if, if he needed to create intermediaries in order to have a world that we have, so then who's controlling that world? Those intermediaries, and not God. Right? How could we say that the only way God could have created the world is through intermediaries, and then and yet he's running the world? Meaning, either he could create the whole world by himself, and then he can run the world, or no, he couldn't create the world by himself, he needed intermediaries, well then those intermediaries are running the world. This is the maximum of Avodah to say, God really can't have created the whole world. He had intermediaries, and if he has intermediaries, they're running the world, and that's the biggest Avodah you could think of, says the Maral. Meaning, this is terrible. The Maral says, this is terrible heresy. So what do we believe? Because remember, there is a problem. We say one creator, but there's a multiplicity in the world. So how did that happen? Anu Omrin ki huyid barach barahakol. He created everything. Hakushya ech yavo haribu imena echara pashut. How could that one unity create multiplicity? Anu Omrin ki minashemid barach hasheru echad nishpa mimenu davarachad. Really, God only created one thing. He he bestowed he 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 put into the world one thing. From him is one. The who reshit abria that was the reshit baraylokim that was the primary element from which now everything is going to come. The acharkach hushpa od ala reshit. So the maral saying again, this is very philosophical, very abstract. The maral is telling you how he understands creation. Not, not everybody will agree with this. Hakadosh Baruch created something called reshis. Once that exists, now he can have influence on that to spread. But he is causing it to spread. It's not that he created multiple things. He created one thing. That's one from one. After that, that's what he says here. Achar, right? Achar kach hushpa od ala reshit. 
the chilu gadol yesh. What's the difference between creating um, intermediaries or doing it the way we just described it? Ki kasher hareshit kvar nimtza. Once he created that reshit, that one element, as yushpa al zeod. Now that it exists, he can have additional influence on it and have it separate out. Shilu hushpa meito shnei dvarim. But if he would have bestowed two things, if he would have created two things, kol echad bifne atzmo, he creates two independent things. How could that unity of God create two conflicting elements? He can create one element and then have that element, he can influence that element to branch out into conflicting results. But to create initially two conflicting elements from one, says the Maral philosophically, that can't be. Hold for a minute. All right. So then it's only the recipient now that is, the world now is, a, is receiving multiple things from that primary source. I'll take your question, but I'm not sure I'm going to be able to answer it because this is very, very philosophical stuff. Yeah, I was just going to say, isn't that limiting God, what the moral just said? Oi, Okay. Do you mean because he can't create two things? Yeah. Okay. So you're asking the simple, famous question. Can God create a rock that he can't lift? Is that limiting God? Can God, let, let's ask, can God create a rock that he can't lift? It's not, I don't, I'm not sure that's what the... I'll explain. Okay, so what's the real answer to that question? <coughs> can God create a round triangle? Round triangles don't exist. Okay, well, you just limited God's ability? God, you mean God can I thought God can do anything. So can God create a round triangle? So you're saying correctly. But the, the question is, is, an in, is an inappropriate question. We're talking about can God, it's not a limitation on God because he can't create a round triangle. There's, there's, a, there's a, an internal contradiction to what you're asking to create. Correct? So do we agree that God can't create... In, God's, it's not that God can't create internal contradictions. It's that internal contradictions are not createable. Can we agree on that? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm saying... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Do, okay. do we agree on that? Yeah, I Okay. Agree. So do we agree then that when he asks, can God create a rock that he can't lift, the question is inappropriate? Yes. Okay. So when we say, can God create conflicting forces? Can one God create conflicting forces? That is also, says the morale, an internal contradiction. That's how he's defining it. Yes. Okay. Yes. In other words, God has to create one thing, but that one thing can have potential to expand in different directions. Yeah, Lewis. Again, this is very theoretical, very abstract. If you don't understand that, it's also okay because we're getting what we need to drill down to is the issue of Avodah Zarah and why Jews are so susceptible to that. Why were the Jews so susceptible to Avodah Zarah and whether that still exists today? Yeah, now what do you want to But like, what um, does he go on here to, to explain what he thinks the Rashid is, or is that something he goes on about elsewhere, or he's just referencing that it's? Well, all the stuff I skipped. If you want to access it, it's in there. But so he defines the Rashid somehow. I, I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure what you mean to define it. What he thinks. Rashid Barayelokim was an element called Rashis. That was what God created, and from that he was able to generate the but entire just a world. Black, or just black box. It's a black box for him. Or? Does he have some like concept of? I'm like, sure the Maral did. Yeah. You want to know why I do? No. <laughs> Is that okay? Can we? Can you? Can you live with that? I'm sure the Maral had his idea. Again, the, 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 this is the Ramban Kohiuli. There's lots of different explanations in the Rishonim in the Rishonim about this stuff. Okay. 
Uh, yeah. Why is it that the morale feels that to be an internal contradiction, though? The, like, because from what, one cannot produce two. One, the, I'm sorry, the unity. It's not just one. one. Unity. The unity of God can't produce multiple conflicting forces. Because that would be, a, viola- that would be a, a contradiction to his unity. By God, everything is one. Unity, that's unity. There's no conflict, conflicts. So he has to create something that has the potential to, to go. Listen, Aaron, that's the best we can do. Uh, if you don't understand it, that's okay. No, that's you can be a very good, uh, uh, you know, solid citizen, solid citizen Jew not understanding that. Okay? In fact, I say the opposite. Somebody who claims that he really understands it, I'm asking going to ask him to explain it to me. Okay? That, that's how I see it. Um, okay. Now, okay. Now let's pick it up with, okay, we're going to skip a lot. And Umitne Kiravashi. See where that comes. Ah, very good. Page Kafalaf. Page Kafalaf. Umitne Kiravashi. Everybody with me there? Yeah? Umitne Kiravashi Chashav. Ki Hadorot Shahayu Ovdim Avoda Zora. They couldn't understand how is it possible that one God could somehow or other create, an, create a system of multiple forces. So therefore they assume there must be more than one God. That the beginning can't come from one, but from multiple. So there's lots of forces in the world. Lots of forces control, controlling the world. Lots of forces controlling the world. That's Avodazar. It's not because we didn't understand how one God could produce a multiple, a multiple multiplicity of conflicting forces. And how does he show in that? That I we understand. Where does Amotzi come? Where do you start Amotzi? What's the answer? Where the loaf starts to harden. What's the connection here? This is what part of it we skipped. How the, the growing is called a reshit. That, that, right, that the crops in the ground are called reshit. What's the beginning of bread? It's when the dough starts to harden. That's the reshit. That's the beginning of the bread. So yesh lo levarech al zehamotzi, because that's the beginning, that's the reshit, and that's the God is the reshit, the first thing that He created. Mivnei shuhu reshit v'hu ikar. So you make a bracha on the beginning, which is the essence. So who's the beginning of the world? God created that reshit. Lekach yesh lo levarech al avamotzi lechem in aretz ubezeh heralo ki adat terutz akusha ech yavo aribu meito yid barach. So now what he's alluding to is, I know how we could have multiplicity from one, because there's an intermediate, there's a, there's a ratio that was created, and it's from that ratio that everything comes. Meaning the only way you can have this multiple conflicting forces, if there was a ratio that then expanded out to it. And just like the, the beginning, again, this is very abstract, but just like the beginning of the bread is the, the, the bread starts with that thing, and that's what we consider the ikarka, that's what we make the bracha on. Okay? So that's basically what, um, right? 
Yeah. So the, 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 the what he's showing is we understand. We Ravashi is saying, uh, we understand exactly where the world came from. We understand that the world came from God, and the multiplicity came from His creating a reishit, and we understand that perfectly. So therefore, lekach ain't lo marki lekach hayu ovdim avodazara mipnei shahayu omrim ki min asher hu echad lo yovo ariboy. So Menashe is telling basically what he's alluding to in this reishit of the bread and everything. We understand that there was one God, and He one Creator who created this thing called reishit. And that's where the world came from. So there's no intellectual mistake. There's no philosophical mistake. That the only way the, the multiplicity could come from one is through this reshit intermediary. So now, Ravashi is answering, wait a minute. So now that you're telling me that it wasn't because of an intellectual mistake but it was because you understood perfectly what's going on. You're even smarter than me because you knew something that I didn't know. So, You're so smart. And you know how multiplicity could enter the world through one God. So, so why were you worshipping Avodah Zarah? You understand that there's only one God. So why are you worshiping Avodah Zarah? The Omar lay ilu aita atam haya etzlach atau tiyoter. Says if you would have been there, you would have made even a bigger mistake than us, right? Sharei haya b'chay yitzer hara, because you have a yitzer hara. Ulekach nekita b'shulig limecha b'shinecha levatel hamoneya, meaning your yitzer. You didn't understand anything. The only reason you would have worshipped Avodah Zarah is because of your Yetzir Hara. And therefore, when you have a Yetzir Hara and the thing you're running after, it's not clear to you that there's anything so wrong with it. So you want to you eliminate all barriers. Because what he's saying is, is that you're not as smart as us and you have a Yetzir Hara for Avodah Zarah and therefore you would have run fast. All right? So don't think we were stupid. We were smart. But we had a Yetzir Hara. And you're not smart, so your Yetzir Hara was even bigger. We haven't understood yet what the Yetzirah is. Don't worry. Okay? But now we got to figure out what is this Yetzirah for Avodah Zarah? Why? This is what we I hope you guys will remember what we said in the last chapter. Migare yoter be Israel. Why is the Yetzir Hara attacked the Jewish people more than other nations? Who remembers what we said? Because we're greater than the other nations. And the Yetzir Hara always wants to attack greatness. So mibnei hamalo ha'elyona she'yesh Yisrael. Shehem el Hashem yidbarach. We are the most connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Vehem krovim alav. Ubo dveikim. So the Yetzirah wants to undermine that connection. Because we have such an intimate connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so the Yetzirah works overtime to cancel that Yetzirah, that connection. That's the Yetzirah, always goes for the top. Are you guys follow, remember this? Oh, so now. Now every person has two Yetzirahs. This is famous Kabbalistic literature. There's Yetzirah de Arayos, 
and Yitzra de Avodazar. Every person has, there are basically two fundamental Yitzharas. There's the Yitzhahara of Avodazara, a philosophical Yitzhahara, and Avodah de Arayas, physical lust. Those are the two Yitzharas. Okay? So now, Shnei Yitzharim Hei, Aechru Yitzhar de Erva, Arayas, sexual promiscuity, Dasheni Yitzhar de Avodazara. This is a standard, common theme throughout the Kabbalistic literature. The Maral talks about it all the time. Two Yetzirahs. Yitzra de Avodah and Yitzra de Arayos. Yitzra de Avodah who, what is it? The Yitzra de Avodah is the Yetzirah that pulls you to Avodah Now, where does that Yetzirah reside? It's in the mind. It's Yetzir Hara Zebe Machshevet Adam, Shukoach Sichli. So, what part of the human being? Now, let's go back. Remember, the human being is composed of two components physical and intellectual, spiritual. Those are the two parts of the human being, in contradistinction to an animal that only has the physical. We have physical and we have spiritual intellectual. So, where's the Yetzir Hara of the Avodah Zara? Is that attack our physical or is it attack our spiritual intellectual? Spiritual. It's an intellectual, it's an intellectual corruption. So it's a it's a it's a yetzer hara that's acting on our spiritual intellectual component. Yetzer hara zeb b'machshevet adam shu koach sichli mitama shehid ba'er mipnei sheyesh liyisrael chibur el Hashem mitbarach the yitzra davod azara who koach muchon laabed miyisrael malazot ulhatotam achravod azara. So our spiritual intellectual dimension is connected to God. And therefore, the, in order to, um, to destroy that connection, that Yates, the, the, the seichel, the, into, the spiritual intellectual elevation that we have has to be destroyed. Well, that's, the, that's destroyed by, by intellectual philosophical corruption. That's Yitzhak Devotazar. The Maral, the, the Hartman brings a footnote here, an important point. I don't think the Maral says it. I think it was... Right, yeah, no, right. What do, we, what do we say about a person who thinks about doing an Avera and never does it? Does he get punished for the Avera? No. 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 One exception. Avodah Zara. Avodah Zara is punished for the Machshav. You don't have to actually you don't have to actually worship the idol. Thinking about it is already punished, which makes perfect sense. Okay? Right? Because here, I'll, quote, I'll, I'll, I'll read you what, what he says. Avodat elilim, who lesechel hadam, okay, and therefore because it's an it's a mistake in the sechel, in the intellect, so therefore you can be punished for the machshava of the avera. All right, chilul shabbos the avera is an action, so you can't be punished for thinking about chilul shabbos, but in a, but because it's an action, so in the physical dimension, but the but avodazara is in the spiritual intellectual. So when you think avodazara, that's already a corruption of the dimension in which avodazara is performed. So therefore, you can be punished for the machshava avodazara. Okay. So yitzur avodazara koch muchan labeim yisrael malazot to destroy our spiritual intellectual connection to God. Ukefia malash yesh ladam mitzad koach hasichli. So now here it gets tricky. What he says here now. So we have a very we have an elevated spiritual intellectual connection to God. Does that have an impact on our physical connection to God? Remember, we have two part we have two parts. We have a seichel and we have a goof. Is our goof any different 
And the answer is, that's what he's saying here, yesh adam koach gufni be'erech. Be'erech means commensurate with our elevated intellectual dimension, which is close to God, that also impacts that our physical is a more elevated physical that's connected to God. So therefore, so the Jew has potential in his physical to be more elevated and close to God on a physical dimension, the sanctity of the physicality. So therefore, because we want that physical and the spiritual to be connected. So the fact that the spiritual is elevated that gives the physical I misspoke. The fact that the spiritual is elevated and connected elevates the physical to also be more connected. So now we have the Yetzirah of Arayos by us because we are, our physical is more elevated. So it's not just our intellect that's on an elevated level connected to God, but our physical is elevated and connected to God. So therefore the Yetzirah also wants to undermine that. Let's read on a little bit. Because the Maral says here, and this is mentioned in a number of places, <coughs> the most, the, 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 remember, a, a physical, the most physical is an abdication of the Seichel. Right? So that's, um, it's one of the reasons why when the Torah wants to represent the idea, Ein Adam over Avera. What's the source for that? Where do we see that? Where is that alluded to in the Torah? Where? Why? How? What's the Russian? Um, and, and it's spelled instead of spelling it means to digress but it's spelled with a shin instead of a samach and the Gemara says that sounds like shote that a person doesn't do an avera unless a ruach shtut comes in why is that connected to, to, to adultery so the Maral says this in a number of places the most physical act that a human the most animalistic act Right. Sexual, so the sexual relations is the most physical act you can have. That when you're in the throes of the of the of, of the sexual relations, there's no intellect. Your intellect is gone. There's, you, there's no intellect there. No thinking. When you're eating a cheeseburger, you can also be thinking intellect. Right. But there's not. It's a complete animal act, and that's why the suspected adulteress gets barley for the korban because it's an animalistic act. It's the most most physical act. The most hedonistic physical animalistic act that you can be involved in. That's where the Yetzirah wants to get you. The Yetzirah wants to pull down your physicality and destroy that elevated connection with God. That's that's Yitzchak So therefore, here's the summary. These two it's the Yetzirah attacking the two dimensions of the human being. The intellectual dimension, the intellectual spiritual dimension, and the physical dimension. That's Yitzhah Avodah attacks our spiritual intellectual elevation, and the Yitzhah Arayas attacks our physical elevation. 
And those are the two things. And again, we're more susceptible to that than the, non, than the non-Jewish world because of our elevation in both of those areas. Okay? So that's basically how, how the, the, the idea of the, of the Yetzir Hara always attacking us where we're elevated. And the two different Yetzir Hara, Avodah Zorah, is not a Yetzir Hara of an intel. It's a Yetzir Hara of destroying our intellect. Not because of stupidity, okay? But because we're drawn to undermine that intellectual connection we have with God. That's what the Yetzir goes after us for. Questions? Yeah, I'm just trying to think, like, what, what, what would be the different experience of, if it's attacking the intellect, I'm just trying to think, like, what does that look like to experience the Yetzir attacking your intellect versus making an intellectual mistake? In the case of Avodah Zarah, like, how would that person experience, what would, be, what would be different for that person? I believe the answer is whether the mistake really makes sense or not. In other words, I, again, I'll, I'll just, we'll, 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 we'll you know, random evolutionary biology producing the eye and the brain. It, it, it's not, you know, I, I, I once, I had an inter, I, I met up once at a kiddish with, uh, this was right after I had uh, a conversation with a guy on our, one of our beginner's trips. And he said, listen, 75% of the members of the Academy of Science um, are atheists. They're the smartest guys in the world. I guess if they're atheists, I probably, and I'm, I consider myself a smart guy, they must be right. Okay, 75% of the members of the Academy of Science are atheists. I happened to meet up uh, at a kiddish in, in Philadelphia with a professor of neurology at the University of Pennsylvania. And I mentioned this to him. He said, well, I just got an award from the Academy of Science. And there were 20 kosher dinners ordered. <laughs> that was the first thing he said. Okay? And then he says to me like this. But he says to me, he says, I can understand how a biologist thinks that random evolution could produce biological uh, uh, progress. He says to me, no neurologist believes that that could happen. This is what he says to me. He's his colleagues. No neurologist believes that. Okay? If you read, you know, um, um, there are lots and lots of books. Uh, there's Darwin's books, uh, the, right? The um, you, you heard my shear already on the on the Francis Collins, uh, uh, Francis Collins, uh, Richard Dawkins dialogue. You were here for oh, my yeah, shear, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. Okay. You know, even even Dawkins has to admit that you know there are too many gaps. You know, on the one hand, they accuse us of uh, correctly so. Of you know, we got to be careful that we don't believe in the God of the gaps. You know what God of the gaps is? Everybody knows what God of the gaps is. Over history, every time science couldn't explain something, the religious people proved, oh, you see, the only way to can explain it is God. Of course, 10 or 20 years later, science explained it without God. Okay? So they, they, they started coining a phrase, God of the gaps. The only God you believe in is the God that can't explain science. Guess what? We're going to keep explaining it. Okay? So we don't believe in God of the gaps. Okay? We're not talking about God of the gaps. Just the system is so... Um, There's another point. Um, Zelu umad zebara elokim. Kodesh Borchu always creates um, a yetzer hara in the generation to equal the experience of the generation. What does that mean? False prophets. There were false prophets. Were there any? Are there any false prophets today? Real false. What you know? What false prophets means? They do miracles and give you prophecy, but they give you false prophecy. Miracles. They do miracles. 
that that was the time of that was in the time of where did that come? When you have real prophecy, is there any choice but to believe in God? Was there any choice? Uh, it's clear. It, there's no way that you can deny God when there's prophecy, unless you have a contravening force, false prophets. Oh, now there's a conflict. Now I have to decide which prophet is true and which prophet is false. Okay. Now there's no prophecy, but there's something else. Very, very powerful. It's called science. Very powerful. Intellect. Okay? After, right? The enlightenment. Intellect. Everything. We can figure everything out. So, but the more we think about it, the more it's so compelling that the world has a creator. So therefore, we have to have Zelumadze. We have to have scientists claiming and trying to give us proofs that there isn't. Okay? That, that's, that, that's the Zelumadze. Okay, so 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 that's that's. But the, the, at the end of the day, that's what I think. Tomorrow, the the Yetzer Hara. I mean, there's another Gemara that has to. The Marl doesn't mention it here. You got to keep it in mind. The Gemara says a very also. It's got. It needs to be fit, fit in because on the surface it doesn't fit in. But your question opens the door to help it fit in. Lo avdu Yisrael avodazara elalahatir lehem arayos befarhesia. That's the Gemara in Sanhedrin. The Jewish people did not worship avodazara. For the sake of Avodah Zarah. They worshipped Avodah Zarah so that they could have permission to do promiscuous public sexual relations. It says Rashi. Lo Abdu Yisrael Avodah Zarah. Ella. Why, says Rashi. Rashi's language is because there's no real Yetzer Hara for Avodah Zarah. What's the Yetzer Hara to think that the world comes, that, that, that sticks and stones and, and idols have power? Where's the Yetzer Hara? Says Rashi, no, the Yetzer, I want to do what I want. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. So therefore, that, therefore, in order to create such a system, I generate a system that allows me to do what I want. That's basically what it says there. The Jewish people didn't believe in Avodah Zarah, but they wanted to create a system that, that doesn't require them to listen to God. That's Avodah Zarah. But the real motivation was physical lust. Okay, so you got to fit that in here with the Marah. Okay, in other words, so really, the, the real, real root, and that's, again, when you go deep into what the moral is saying is, the most base instinct of the human being is not intellectual. The most base instinct of the human being is physical. But he also has a spiritual component. So the Yetzir Hara wants to attack both components. Okay? So I believe the way I understand it is that it starts with the Yetzir Hara of, of, of nobody can tell me what to do. It starts with the Yetzir Hara of my physical lust. I want to be able to follow my instinct. But, you know, I'm, I'm not a monkey, all right? I'm not a cow. You know, I, I, I shouldn't behave like a monkey. Well, why not? <clears throat> why do, who, where is there demanding anything more than a monkey from me? That's Avodazar. So in the old days, Avodazar was idols and sons and all kinds of things. And today, Avodazar, I think evolution is the, is the modern version of Avodazar to enable us, for the same motivation that that Rashi says, we want to do what we want to do. Okay? Noah's going to tell, we want to do what we want to do. Well, if we're just evolved animals, so then why do we have to behave different than, than, than animals? That's how I understand the, 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 the modern application. But again, it's because there's so much compelling evidence. The more science, you know, the more science discovered, how could you imagine such a thing happens? That's the neurology. You know, you, you want to tell me that the, uh, you know, that the grasshopper evolved. Okay? But the, the brain, the eye by itself, randomly? Of course, I have another kasha on this, a very simple kasha. According to this thing, where are all the intermediate stages? Every single intermediate stage disappeared. 
every intermediate stage. It's not one intermediate stage in that whole evolutionary process. All right, but that's right. I don't want to get sidetracked on the uh, on the kashas on evolution. Okay, we, we we can believe that God that there's evolution, but it was it was it was God controlled. Okay, and then again, that could even be the idea of the bracious, and then now things can evolve from that bracious. Okay, anyway, that's basically what we have to say. All right, so here's the plan, by the way. Perik Dalid, in the next chapter, is going to be introduced Shabbos afternoon. This coming Shabbos, Shabbos Chazon. Um, there are all kinds of shittas about whether you're allowed to learn Torah, Erev Tisha B'Av, and when Tisha B'Av falls out on Shabbos. Anyway, so everybody agrees you're allowed to learn the Agadita. In previous years, what I've done in the afternoon on, on, on Shabbos, right before Tisha B'Av, is I taught the Agadita itself. But it so happens, since we are where we are, the Maral and Perik Dalit exactly teaches Pshat in the Agadita of, of Gitin Daf, Daf Nun Zayin. Oh. So we're going to see so that. So, oh, so we're going to do Perik Dalit. I'll probably print out some sheets because it's going to be for the whole yeshiva. But you guys will have a, uh, one, one leg up on it. It's a standalone because really we're just going to learn the Gemores of Agadita. And the Maral is going to explain Pshat in those Agaditas. But you guys are, can see the flow. So it's Perik Dalit. Okay? That's what we're going to do on Shabbos. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then we'll see about picking this up.